It's Tuesday, October the 20th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, a muted presidential debate and postal vote lenience. First, the world in brief. The candidates fussed over the format of the next American presidential debate this Thursday. After an unwatchable first round, a cacophony of cross-talking, a mute button will be deployed. Donald Trump is angry about that, at the choice of moderator, a radical Democrat reporter for NBC, and that foreign policy will not be debated. Joe Biden wanted Mr. Trump's handling of the pandemic on the menu. America's Supreme Court, still with only eight justices seated, was deadlocked over whether to allow Pennsylvania to count delayed mail-in ballots. Four justices, including both of those Donald Trump has already appointed, wanted to overrule the state's highest court and curtail the postal franchise. The other four blocked them. Pennsylvania may count ballots received within three days of November 3rd's vote. America's Department of Justice charged six Russian intelligence officers for computer hacking operations. They include attacks on the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea, where internet systems were disrupted, apparently in retaliation for doping bans on Russian athletes, and on France's 2017 election. British spooks later also claimed to have uncovered a Russian plot to cyber-attack this year's postponed Tokyo Olympics. India said that Australia will join it, America and Japan in their Malabar joint naval exercises. Australia has not participated in them since 2007. The next drills are scheduled for the Bay of Bengal in November. America sees greater collaboration between the four countries as a hedge against Chinese influence in the region. Thailand's government plans to ban Telegram, a messaging app widely used by anti-government protesters, according to documents leaked to the local press. The police are also investigating four websites and a Facebook page for sharing information about the protests. Calls for democratic reforms and curbs on the monarchy's power have intensified in recent weeks, despite attempts by authorities to outlaw demonstrations. ConocoPhillips, an American oil major, is buying Concho Resources, a shale producer, for $9.7 billion. The deal will make ConocoPhillips one of the biggest producers in the Permian Basin, an oil field stretching from West Texas to New Mexico, with an output of 1.5 million barrels per day. Concho has suffered big losses as oil prices have sputtered. And Luis Arce claimed a first-round victory in Bolivia's presidential election. Exit polls gave the socialist candidate around 52% of the vote and had him some 20 points ahead of a centrist challenger. Mr Arce was economy minister under Evo Morales, a long-serving leftist former president who was driven to flee after allegations of rigging last year's election. And now, here's today's agenda. Damned if you do, social media and content moderation. Twitter's chief executive, Jack Dorsey, will probably be unable to avoid appearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Friday. The committee, which has a Republican majority, votes today on whether to summon him. Lindsey Graham, its chair, thinks Twitter censored a news story alleging sleazy behavior by Hunter Biden, the son of the Democratic presidential nominee. Mr. Dorsey says Twitter initially blocked links because it suspected materials for the story were hacked. It later allowed the story to be shared, but the hearings are sure to be fiery and wide-ranging. 
Twitter, Facebook and YouTube are increasingly blocking or putting warning labels on politically explosive content. Unfounded warnings about voting by mail, some spread by President Donald Trump, QAnon, a lurid conspiracy theory, anti-vaccine misinformation and more. Silicon Valley's social media companies began with the dream that information wants to be free. They seem not to have prepared for how misinformation does too. Closed for half term, Britain's lockdown dilemma. A 15th century law prohibiting Welsh people from visiting Chester after dark often sits atop lists of Britain's silliest ancient laws that are said to still be on the books. Now the Welsh have got even. Wales's Labour government has banned most visitors from Chester and anywhere else in England where Tier 2 or Tier 3 COVID-19 restrictions are in force. And from this Friday, it will impose a 16-day national lockdown designed to curb the spread of the coronavirus. The Welsh government claims the measures are necessary as infections are rising again in some English cities. The Labour Party and some northern mayors want to impose something similar across Britain for the half-term school holidays. Britain's Conservative government is not convinced, favouring local lockdowns where infections are spiralling. Shutdowns come at a huge cost to mental health, employment and education. Imposing one nationwide, including on areas with low infection rates, may be a cure worse than the disease. Humdinger, GM's first electric truck. In its bid to reinvent itself as an electric car maker, General Motors is bringing back an old staple. The firm today reveals the new Hummer, a truck that started life as a gas-guzzling military vehicle and was last produced in 2010. GM will build the new incarnation, refashioned with battery power, at a 35-year-old plant outside Detroit, which is currently undergoing a $2.2 billion renovation. The truck is part of a $20 billion gambit to challenge Tesla, America's biggest seller of electric cars, which sports a market capitalization more than eight times that of GM's. The new Hummer will not roll off assembly lines for at least another year, around the same time as Tesla's own Cybertruck. Think Blade Runner. GM plans to bring variety to the market quickly, however. It has promised 20 new electric models by 2023. But Tesla's head start in electric vehicles will be tough to beat. Storm surge, a record Atlantic hurricane season. When the wind speed of an Atlantic tropical storm reaches 63 kilometers per hour, it is christened from a rotating alphabetical list. In a typical year, meteorologists expect to use about half of their options. This year, though, they blew through Kyle and Laura and more, exhausting the English list with Wilfred before moving to the backup list of Greek letter names. Only the devastating season of 2005, including Hurricane Katrina, has previously required this step, and 2020 is approaching uncharted territory. With the formation of Tropical Storm Epsilon on Monday, the next christened storm will tie the record from 2005 of 27 namings. Clearer skies are not yet on the horizon. Hurricane season officially lasts until the end of November. The previous Hurricane Epsilon formed on November 29, 2005. As warming oceans expand the domain and the pace of tropical storm seasons, coastal communities may find their autumns increasingly threatened by Greek tragedy. Roid tripping, collecting space rocks. 
OSIRIS-REx, an American spacecraft, will brush up against an asteroid called Bennu today at 2212 UTC, Coordinated Universal Time. The craft's three-metre-long sampling arm will then puff nitrogen onto Bennu's surface, liberating rock fragments from it and so permitting the capture of at least 60 grams of asteroidal material. If this try fails, the craft carries enough nitrogen for two more attempts to be made in future months. The plan is that OSIRIS-REx will return its booty to Earth in September 2023. This, it is hoped, will be the third sample of an asteroid brought back by a space vehicle. One was delivered in 2010 by Hayabusa, a Japanese probe. A second, now on board Hayabusa 2, should arrive on December 6th. Though bits of asteroids fall to Earth every day as meteorites, samples collected directly from their surfaces provide material unaffected by the heat and chemical change caused by high-speed passage through Earth's atmosphere. Finally, here's the quote of the day from John Dewey, who was born on this day in 1859. Democracy has to be born anew every generation, and education is its midwife. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.